This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport fan network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards, registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor in-play betting. Watch the action, predict the action and make your best bet. With the latest odds on over 1,000 daily events. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is that you're listening to this latest episode of Turf Castle Podcast. Episode 49, I believe it is, we're on now. Um, everyone who's just clicked on the link will actually know because it'll say it on there. I obviously don't do that until afterwards. I don't even check. We should probably start checking. But I think it's episode 49 because I remember thinking to myself, right, we'll get to episode 50, then maybe have a bit of a like a, a couple of week off for summer, then start next season. But obviously, Simon's here as usual. I do, mate. Good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Another, I'm week. All right. Another week down um, into into the summer, um, sort of like, what's the word? Like, lull. Yeah, or no, 49. No, no, no. <laughs> into the summer, into the summer lull where nothing happens in terms of football. But I don't feel as as um, as bad about that now because obviously we just had so long off from March until early June. That's going to be a lot longer than what this is. It's going to be like, what, eight to 12 weeks until the season's back again. But I just think at the minute, obviously, we've had so much football. And now we've got I was, I was nothing in terms of Burnley, 
which is bad for us because we have actually zero content to talk about. But we'll get on to that absolute waffle in a bit because we have nothing to talk about. But now we have Europa League starts again today. And then I believe the Champions League starts either tomorrow or next week. I think it's next week, actually, the Champions League, isn't it? So there's still some football, but we're into the summer lull now, which is um, not good. No, I've, I still think uh, we should do sort of like a, like a Super Bowl-esque What's the word I would done? I come up with a perfect analogy before, but basically getting yeah, getting like a mini tournament in for quarter final onwards of the, the you know the shit cups that no one cares about, so like the league yeah. cup and the Europa League and things like that. That the biggest you know most things don't care about anymore unless you're in it. You're not really arsed. So as a as a spectator, I think it'd be really cool to sort of like take this idea forward in the future and have sort of like your round sixteen onwards as like a two week tournament. Well, I remember in a, a podcast, obviously you're referring to what you said in the podcast a few weeks ago, I think at the start mm. of lockdown, where a couple of people, Graham Jennings, I seem to remember, was one of them, got in touch and said, yeah, it's a good idea from Simon. Obviously, what you were saying was the the latter stages of like the FA Cup and the League Cup, just get rid of them being on in the season, get this Premier League and Championship in that season's finished like three or four weeks earlier because there's no breaks for these Cups and then just have a big sort of like mini tournament from, like you say, around 16 onwards so people can just watch a bit of football in the summer and have, have stuff like that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so like towards the back end of the season when, you know, you've got your playoff period where um, it, it happens in like the last two weeks while the Premier League runs itself out. Yeah. Maybe sort of like recommend at a similar time and then have a League Cup. Not so much, I think the FA Cup should still run through the season because that's the main cup that everyone wants to win if you are sort of like, you know, it's serious about it, you want to win that one. But uh, the League Cup, for example, Europa League, even if you want to do it in Europe, to make them more exciting and make clubs take it a bit more seriously, maybe, like you said, do a round of 60 or a quarterfinals onwards. They should do like a week of it. Yeah, I think it's a good idea if you extend it over like two, three weeks rather than just a week, because uh, then you can just finish the season then everyone who's still left in it can just concentrate on that. Um, and everyone who's not, they get a longer break, for example, and, and more time to potentially... Um, like recovering stuff in terms of transfer windows, I'd, I'd leave it as it is and, and not open it until after these like these mini tournaments are done. So then the teams who are out don't get like a bit of an advantage because then that could make teams think, well, we don't want to be in League Cup last sixteen because then we have to do this mini tournament, whereas we want to be able to to be off and looking at players. But I, I think yeah. it's a good idea to be honest. I think I think it definitely give the League Cup a bit more um, pizzazz. Yeah, because yeah, it'd be cool, wouldn't it? Like a Americanize it a little bit, and you know, you got the league cup weekend, and then I mean, like a proper do of it. Um, but I think it makes it cool. And the first teamers that are playing all season, it's not going to affect them because they could still be shipped off on. They could say, Right, you've done your season now, it's the <clears> league cup team that's got to stay on for the week or two. And, and if you are staying on for that league cup weekend, you're not going to be really that bothered about it because you're actually succeeding, you've already done well yeah. to get to that point. I, I, I think it's something. Like I said, it's going to be happening now with the Europa League and the Champions League, so it'll be interesting to see how this works. Mm. And it could be something to see that people maybe maybe carry on. Because obviously, if you look at the Fab sub situation, that was something that was brought in because of um, the break, the break in, in the season and stuff. And now, because the games are so close, but now we're, that's going to be continued into next season. So it could be one of these things that we see continuing into next season, like, like the five sub rule. It's like the League Cup, for example, just to add more sort of fuel to it is... When's it finish? It finishes in like the end of January, doesn't it? The league cup. Normally, like first second week in Feb, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. So it's like the finals around then, and it's done. And it's like you said, it's yeah, a team no. where it, they're sending out the second team because of the congestion between the league cup, the FA cup, 
and the actual league at Christmas yeah. around that period of time. You've got to put out a second team. So maybe they would, maybe the first teamers would take it more seriously if it was in a, a different time of the season. Yeah, maybe. Uh, before we continue, I just want to give a quick shout out to our pons- uh, sponsors. Ponsers. Sponsors. <laughs> leave sponsors. that one there. Yeah, we'll leave that one. Uh, sponsors Pitch Sports. Obviously, a big shout out to them. They've uh, continued to sponsor us throughout the entire lockdown period, despite what I presume would have been sort of like financial worries and stuff. They can sponsor me a water bottle as well. They could, they could send some water bottles off, but I think they do enough, to be fair, um, continue to do it. And uh, as far as I'm aware, they're going to still be doing it next season. Um, we'll have more announcements on that as and when we have it. But a uh, big shout out to them. If you haven't already, please go and download the app, as you can see on the thing at the bottom of your screen. Now, if you're watching on the um, on YouTube or, or, or on the Premier on Facebook, you can download it from the App Store and the Google Play Store. And it's sort of like a fan hub uh, and things like that. But um what we, what we normally do is we normally do a question as well uh, on the Pitch Sport app. Now, I haven't sent mine in yet, so there isn't currently one on there. But what we're going to do, I'm going to incorporate some of this week's podcast into the Pitch Sport question. Because I know sometimes friends and stuff have rang me up, going, oh, what are you on about on that bit? Or my opinion on this bit would have been this. So what I'm going to do now, I'm going to talk about something. And then I'm going to ask my question um, regarding this matter. Um, and I'll ask Simon first. Obviously, it's the end of the season. As you can tell, we've been waffling on about the, you know, Simon's plans for the for the domestic cups that we've already mentioned about three, four weeks ago. So that just shows that we have absolutely zero content because nothing's happening. It's, it's burning transfer windows and stuff. So not much is happening. It's just, it's just how it is. Um, but uh, one of the things that people do like to talk about is people that could come in and more sort of like more so like areas that we need to strengthen. So that's going to be my question to you, Simon, now. And it will also be the question on the Pitch Sport app. So if you want to go and answer the question on the Pitch Sport app now and then come back to the podcast or listen to our views and then go and answer it yourself, you can do. Um, but I want to ask you, Simon, if you could just choose one area, just, just one area now, like one position uh, in Burnley's side to strengthen, what area would you pick? Um, I go wing. I mean, left wing, right wing. Most wingers play both sides these days. Are both versatile. I'll go wing, mate. That would be my first port of call because I think we've we've shown our versatility is better than we actually realised it was. Uh, versatility, our depth, sorry, is, is better than we yeah. actually thought it were. Um, but playing Peters in left midfield for the last three or four games shows the desperation on the wing that we're having and, and he did a really good job to be fair to this is not to criticize him but that would probably be the first thing that stands out to me is the wings yeah i think i think when you look obviously dwight mcneil's probably one of if not the first name on the team sheet at the minute um the lad's class and, and the fact that he's coming to our side and really really well is a credit to him um but apart from that you have players like goodmanson who is good on his day but obviously misses far too many games you have Brady, similar sort of matter. And then obviously you've got Peters as well and things like that coming in who, who isn't who isn't a winger. So I think with Dwight, you see him sometimes playing on both wings, don't you? And he can play behind the front too as well. I've seen people do. So I'd like to bring someone in, yeah, probably someone that you can bring on, on for the left or for the right and then you can have him and Dwight swapping on either side. But yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd go winger for me as well. Oh yeah, I think a good old-fashioned winger because like you said, so when we think about it, you think, oh, well, you've got Brady, you've got um, who you've got McNeil, but actually, well, there's two of there's three, and two of them are going to be playing. So I prefer Dwight to go in the middle, and then when you want to change that up, then you're back down to your two, and if they're injured, you've got Peters in, uh, Lennon's gone, you know, I, I think we desperately, Hendrick's yeah. gone. I think we desperately need a proper winger, not a makeshift winger, unfortunately. No disrespect to the people that have done it. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, because Josh Brownell played um, on the wing as well before Corky got injured and they had to go in the middle. So a few different people have played there recently, especially since Hendrick left, because I think it was a case of... Um, that was a very loud drink, by the way. I think it was Sorry, a case man. of <laughs> Dwight McNeil would play on one, and then normally it'd be like the likes of Hendrick or Aaron Lennon, who have both now left. Whether we thought they were good or not, that's a different matter. That's two people missing from the mm-hmm. position that we need. So we now have Dwight McNeil, as you've mentioned, Johan and Robbie Brady, who are out-and-out players in that position. There's only three, but like you say, two are going to be playing. So you need at least two backup in case you get two injuries. But as it stands, we have two people in that three that are literally constantly always injured anyway. So I'd, I'd 100% agree with it. I've seen a lot of people saying that right-back's their main thing. I don't even think at the minute right-back necessary. I can understand bringing a young right-back in for in the next few years, but I wouldn't necessarily be too fussed if we didn't sign a right back in the summer. Admittedly, yeah, the the, the aging before a right back. Yeah, the aging squad issue. You want to sort of like get some young blood in now for right back. So in a couple of years, we have someone to step in when Loughton and Bardo have left or 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 a, or a out of form or injured or whatever. But I think for me, definitely winger, definitely. Yeah, we're not we're not a club that can have three to four in every position. We have to have two in every position first, and then like you said, you've got your first and you've got your injured. And then you've got your subs as well. And and I just think we've got two seasoned professionals at the right back that can both do a job. We've got two left backs that can both do a job. Uh, Peters has, has, you know, he's gone on. He's probably got better as the season's gone on for me. Um, And then we haven't really got a centre half other than Long. And as good as Long were at the first bit, you know, he's got heavily criticised for one one Connolly getting around the back of him. And that rate that we've all put him back on the bench. Uh, so do we need another centre-half before we need a, a wing-back? I, 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 well, we definitely need another centre-half. I think that th- they were the two positions for me that I thought we would have debated about, but we both just agreed on, on wing anyway. But I thought it'd be a case of one of us would say wing, one of us would say centre-half, because obviously you've got to look at the Gibson situation. He's never going to put yeah. on a bird shirt again. That's 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 very, very unlikely to happen. If not, I'd put my house on it. Um and then you've got the likes of Tarkett and me, who are obviously a class, but they're just one long-term injury away from us being exposed. So you definitely yeah, need someone yeah. to come in. I know some people will say that they feel Kevin Long's appropriate and he played well and you've just said it all perfectly. Like He made that one mistake and that's it. We all started slagging off. I say, we say we all started slagging off. It was namely me. It was namely just me that started slagging no, off. No, there was a few. I said it. I said it. But I, I see it's you on Twitter. Like, yeah, it's one of them though, isn't it? Like that, that Connolly wouldn't have got around me and talking like that. He just wouldn't have got around them if I'd have been in the stands or they'd have won the tackle. So it's just one of them. Like whether he, I was just going to say whether he needs a bit more time, but how long he's been here long enough? You know what I mean? He's been here long enough. So it's decent enough for backup if me's going to be out for two, three games. But if someone does a cruciate and we're going to rely on Kevin Long for the rest of the season, then I think we'd be a little bit screwed. Um, so we do need, yeah, a centre half. Yeah, I, I can't agree anymore with that. I've seen there's a link with some strikers like Pookie, for example. He's probably the last position I would start buying people. He's, he's up front. But then again, I said that we bought four goalkeepers and we had a great year that year, didn't we? Yeah, it's one of them. I don't know if, if, if your dog's like making a chew noise or something in your house. I can hear some sort of like weird blowy noise. Unless it's outside. Yeah. It might be a bird. I'm not sure. Could be on my end. Um, hopefully that's not being picked up on the pod. No, or it might not be paying picked. If it's outside the window, it'll be fine. Anyway, but yeah, that's another thing I do want to talk about because we have been linked with a lot of forwards. We've been linked with Dina. We've been linked with Pookie, as you say. And we've also been linked with Ollie Watkins um, from Brentford as well. Now, the only way that I could see a forward coming in is if someone's going to leave because, as you mentioned, we've got four. We've got, obviously, Wood. We've got Jay. We've got Shithouse. And we've got Vids. 
I think that's four people. Wooden Wooden Barnes are very similar. I think Jay offers something a little bit different, but I know a lot of people like to put him in the same character uh, category as the other two. But I think I think Jay offers something different myself. Then Vidru offers something totally different, who's a, an impact player from the bench. So I think the only way that someone like Puke um, or Dina or Watkins is going to come in is if someone's leaving. And now my worry is, I'm not necessarily worried, but maybe if anyone's going to leave, I think it'd be Vidra because I think I'm right in saying he's only got one year left on his contract. And I, if I were Vidra and in a year, Sean Dyche said, right, do you want to stay at this club and carry on being sort of like a bit part sort of like player? I'm not sure he'd, he'd sign, his, sign an extension on his contract. So I think maybe the club might look to offload him now in the summer, bring someone else in to sort of like, to make some money on him. Yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know if they're the kind of players I'd replace a video with. But another worry, like you said about the, the lack of wingers, is you, you know Jay can play on the left. Uh, and cut in. Are they going to start bringing a striker in and think, fuck, fuck get a winger, we'll just have Jay play narrow? Because um, he don't, yeah, he likes crossing it from wing back positions as opposed to wingers anyway. So, yeah, it's one of them though. Isn't it? If, if you want to do it the cheap option, then yeah, that, that could be something you could look at. But I think I can't see him doing it the cheap way again this summer. Like, surely the, the, the fans will just come down on them, like, but unless, unless the rumors are true that they. That, that they're desperate to sell and they don't want to put any of their own money in it again. Like they'll only buy if they sell players and use them funds. But Jay's done so well this season, um, playing up top as and when required, and then it end probably making the position his own with I'd I'd say now the first two on the team sheet are Wood and Jay up top. I can't see I can't see Barnsley getting back in, to be honest. No, um so I just so I think I think if the club then decided, despite Jay's brilliant season, to then say sack it, we'll put Wood and Barnes up top and Jay can play on the wing, I think. I think a lot of fans will be very pissed off. I know I will be. Shall we? Shall we play a game of devil's advocate? Go on, then. I'll let you. I'll let you start. So we're uh, we're what eight weeks away now, and t- today has been announced that Nick Port and Tarkowski have both been sold at fifty million a pop. So we they've gone. We've got hundred million. The board probably knowing Burley will say, "Well, you can have fifty of it back if that um, to spend." So who? Where are we going there? Like, well, number one in the league, league, and then secondly, play, players. Well, if if I think I said it to you off podcast, obviously on the phone this week, didn't I? There's three main players in this squad for me. You could stretch it for, you could stretch it for, but the main spine of the team for me is Nick Pope, James Tarkovsky, and Chris Wood. You could argue Dwight McNeil could possibly be in there, but I think if you sold. Ben. No, I, well, I think I'm talking for me. I think, like I said, the, the main span of that team. Yeah, I think yeah, we no, can tell Ben and recover from it, but I don't think we could sell Tarke and recover from it, or potentially finish. Yeah, pe- pe- potentially finish seventeenth. You know what I mean? Potentially finish seventeenth if we sold Tarke, but if we sold two of them players like Tarke and Wood, Pope and Wood, or as he's now being devil's advocate. Um, Pope and Tarke, then you're not going to recover from that, are you? Even even if they put 100 million quid back into that squad, because these new players have got to take time to 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 find their way into the Premier League if they've not played in the Premier League already. And knowing Burnley, they don't sign people from other Premier League clubs, do they? It's just because they can't afford the wages. So you've got to come oh up God, from yeah, the lower leagues or from Europe again, which is something we just don't do. Um, then they've got to learn the way that we play, especially if we, if, especially if we're getting rid of the two of the defenders. Two of the five defenders in Tarky and Pope. What our main game is the compact defending stuff. Look at how team defenders sometimes struggle when they leave. Roy, uh, Roy Keane, Marco Keane, obviously left uh, struggled for a little bit when, when he when he left for Tottenham. He is getting better, to be fair, um, and things like that. So I think I think for me, if we sold them two, we finished bottom. 
um, regardless of who we bring in. Regardless, but I can't, I can't say, I can't. I'm not surely the club isn't that stupid to sell them to, even for hundred million pounds. And you know what? This this is actually annoys me a little bit because I've seen a few people on the social saying, right, why don't we sell Pope and Talker, get hundred million quid, and just build a brilliant squad? Why? Oh, yeah. We have a good squad that's finishing 10th now. What's the point? What uh, is the point uh, of selling uh, our, two of our main assets, if not the two, in fact, the two main assets, apart from Dwight McNeil, probably, uh, and then just trying to rebuild a squad? We have that. We have the spine of the team now. Build the squad around the spine of the team that have now. Build it around Port, build it around Target, build it around Wood, me, McNeil, all these players. Get little players now to come in and stuff. Like, I don't know. I, I don't really see the. I don't really see the logic in selling them two players. You could recover oh, at selling one. You could recover at selling one. Like have a have a sort of like a. What do they say when you have like a season where you're not as good, but you're just going to kick on the season afterwards? You know what I mean? Like one of them seasons, like a recovery season. I can't remember what it's called. Um, but one of them. But you sell two of them. You sell two of them. You're gone. One hundred percent relegated. In my opinion. What about you? Yeah. No. I, I do agree to a level. I think that it'd be. It'd be a completely different target for the season. It wouldn't be the same target as say, today. That's as simple yeah. as that. It'd be stay up for love of God, stay up sort of thing. Like the board today's is target. Yeah. Today's target is try and finish it top half, potentially, and see where that takes you for Europa yeah. League, etc. Tomorrow's target, should that have happened, it would be stay alive, uh, skip your heads above the water. But mm. Burnley, Burnley Football Club, I mean, uh, they, I, I don't owe the the club any favours anyway. But the 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 actual club must be rich and, and, and powerful enough and controlled enough now within the finances to say this is our budget and it's far more than what we've been getting in previous years irrelevant of selling these players and like you just said and the only reason I bring that up is because you said about building around the players and building around just part of these players if we yeah. want to progress now we need to see a serious investment to say this is this is what we want from you and this is the money that we're going to prepare for it because Every year you survive in the Premier League, you get 100 million. I'm just throwing numbers about, I don't know what the numbers are, but you get 100 million. And then we spend X amount of it. Now we're still spending, you know, a, a new promoted club. We're not spending a championship. I, I granted that we are above championship, so wages and things now, but only just. We're on like that club that's just come up. So when, when do we start seeing that tick? When do we start seeing the tide of we are a Premier League tide pushing on? When do we start seeing your budgets that. I'm not saying it always works, and with this another podcast. But right now, I want to say, I want to see some excitement in the transfer window. Whether it's a championship player that's a, a starlet, I'm sick of seeing other clubs getting the next best thing out of the championship. I want to see us getting it and putting 15 to 18 million down. Why are we offering 12 million and they say we want 15, and then we we let buddy what is it Sheffield United take him instead? That I want to see some serious investment. I I, I agree with you. Um, it's it's one thing that we've always said. I think I think I said it on the last podcast. I want us now's the time. We had the chance when we finished seventh. We blew it. That was a chance to get to the next level. We have a, a lesser chance to it, obviously than what we did back then. But we have that chance again now to say, look, we are a top half Premier League club. We have people that play for England in or will be playing for England hopefully. In Nick Pope and should be Tarkovsky and Dwight McNeil and stuff like that and. Or, or you can say things like, look, we developed players like Tom Heaton who went on to play for England and do really well and and, and moved to Aston Villa, admittedly, because he, because obviously he wanted to stay or that's another thing. And then and then people like Dwight McNeil and and, and um, Danny Ings who ended up going to Liverpool and then Southampton and then like Dwight McNeil and Charlie Taylor. Yeah, yeah. You know, all, Andre Gray as well. Like you, you bring these people, just you say to us, look at this club, this is what we do. I don't understand why you, I don't understand why you can't go to Brentford and say, right, 
if do you want and I don't particularly think we should be signing Ollie Watkins because as I've said earlier I think I think the strikers is probably where we're strongest in the department really in terms of depth and quality um, but for example if we wanted Ollie Watkins why could not we just go up to him and say right how much they say 18 million quid we say admittedly try and haggle him yeah but I just know that he's apparently he has an 18 million pound uh, release cause according to Sky Sports now that they're not in the Premier League so try and get that deal done and just Ollie Watkins should be like, yeah, that's Burnley Football Club. I want to play for that club. Look what they do for yeah. players. But it, yeah, I don't well, feel like players, I don't feel like professional players do look at us and say, yeah, that's Burnley Football Club, but I want to play there. I don't feel like they get that vibe. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't really like, I don't feel like I'm getting that vibe off players. I don't particularly know why. I've never particularly asked anybody and said, Burnley Football Club, would you like to play for them? It's obviously not my sort of thing, but it's, it's one of them. I don't understand why we aren't a club that's, um, what's the word, sort of like, What's that? Some, uh, appealing, appealing, yeah, yeah. Attractive. I don't understand why we're not, and I think it's just because of the way that we always try and tiptoe around transfer fees and saving money. I think that's what it is, and I understand that to a certain extent. But as you've said, there comes to a point where you've got to push the ball out a bit to get to that next level. Absolutely, don't push it out too far. A lot of the players that are, are, you know, players talk to players. You know, it's not the olden days where. You play for a club because you support them. It's a days now where you're just playing football and it's a job and you're moving left and right. And, yeah. and you'll often played with somebody in, in every team in the division. You know what I mean? You could, you could have played with them at another club in the academy or whatever. And players talk and everyone, well, probably 95% and the 5% are your Ben Gibsons and the like, would always say they had the best time at Burley because you see it on TV. Yeah. And they say, oh, it was the best set of lads I've worked with. It was this, it was that. And I hear it myself from people that are at the club now and are not at the club now. And um, there, there are attraction levels to playing for Burnley. And I just think it's the board that make us unattractive. Because, yeah, like I, said, I agree with that. that that's, because like you say, like, for, for a young championship player, when you look at the likes of Danny Ings, Andre Gray, Chris Wood, Tommy and Michael Keane, who are either still at the club or have gone on to bigger and better things, like playing for Liverpool, for example, you know, going to yeah, Watford or not a bigger and better and... club, but on a lot more money than... The... Yeah, yeah. Why isn't Ben Arama or Watkins telling his agent to get in touch with Burnley and stuff? And it, like you say, I, I, as much as I, I do agree with the way the board do things to a certain extent, there's obviously the other side of it where I don't agree with it, where you've just got to start like, right, now's the time to push out, now's the time to make a statement, now's the time to make a marquee signing. Like, why can't we just... Why can't we just pick off? I know a lot of teams will want to do it in the, in the bottom half of the Champion League, Champion, uh, sorry, Premier League, admittedly. But why can't we go to Forest and say, Matty Cash, yeah, here's the cash for Matty. We'll have him. See in a bit. Ollie Watkins, there you go. We'll have him. Ben Arama, he's ours now. And they'll all come in and say, because they know that these players in the past have gone on to bigger and better things. Danny Ings played for England. Heaton played for England. Port played for England. Tarky played for England. Dwight McNeil's going to. Ben Mee should have done. I don't understand why it's People. not. A People will say, well, not all these players are going to be prepared to come from first team to sit in on the bench. And that's fine. But we're not getting to the players making the decision part. We're not even getting that far. We're getting to the part of Burnley making an offer and then denying him the offer because it was embarrassing the law. And um, it, it's just one of them, I think. Yeah, invest in it. The, club, the club's exciting. And, and the only people that are slowing it down is, like you said, the board and... I, I'm personally thinking now that we should be investing and we should be saying, listen, we we are going places, we are doing things. It doesn't always work, don't get me wrong, but doing what we do now as a last one as well. Yeah, of course it does. Eventually, your squad is going to age and that's where we're at now. We're at the stage now where if we don't do anything this summer, 
next summer we're going to be in serious trouble because we need to start bringing in the younger players now. Then next summer when Bardo leaves and we have Louts and potentially another young right back there, they can play a couple of games and then the season after that, Louts will start to knock, knock on a bit and then this young right back can start playing there a bit more. Same with Ben Mee and Tarkey and, and stuff like that. And you need an, a new young left back, I think, as well, because Charlie Taylor, I think, he eventually he's going to be picked off by probably like a Leicester or something. Same with Dwight McNeil. Again, the same with Tarkey. Um, I said so you, about Paul you've got to start, start buying. I think do it this uh, season. You've got to start buying. Absolutely. Reinvest it. Appeal to people because once you start getting names in, other people will be like, "Oh yeah, buzzing! I want to, I, I want to go and play there because so and so players there." And at the minute, the players, like you said, the age is probably not appealing to a lot. And then what, what else is it? Who's that young kid uh, on sort of like attacking forward for uh, QPR that everyone's raving about, working in Asda or something like, three or four years ago? And all the Premier League clubs are looking. I mean, you just think that like, they're the kind of. This is where we either need to invest in the better scouting system because we should be picking them off last year, not this year when the Liverpools and et cetera, et cetera, are looking at them. We should be picking them off last year when QPR were getting them. Yeah. Um, we need to sort of decide what our market is. Are we getting these young talents in or are we having a bidding war with the rest of the Premier League? Yeah, fair enough. I'll uh, quickly ask a question to you, what I've asked our followers on Twitter and Facebook. Um, if you do want to give us a follow on the social medias, they are at the bottom of your screen. Now, if you're watching on the podcast, if you're not, I will read them out. So it's just Turfcast Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Same name for everything, for obvious reasons. Um, but I asked our followers on Twitter and Facebook, because like I said earlier in the podcast, Ollie Watkins, according to BBC Sports, can leave Brentford for £18 million pound um, after a buyout clause was activated following Tuesday's Championship playoff final defeat by Fulham. So, simple question. For £18 million, pounds, not just would you have him at Burnley Football Club, but if the fee is £18 million, pounds, would you have Ollie Watkins at Burnley Football Club, Burning Man that is a forward? Oh, gosh. Yes. But there's two parts to my story. Yes, because I would like that kind of player at Burnley. I would like that different type of player at Burnley that's got a little something extra, something we've all cried about for two, three years yeah. now. But do I want to spend £80 million on a striker at this minute? No. But I wouldn't. Yeah, I think, if, if it, yeah. I think for me, I, I like him. He's a good footballer and I see what you're saying. But right now, I'd say no, because as mentioned, our striking department... We have four players up there who can all do a job. So we don't need to be bringing in another, another striker, especially for that amount of money. Because if you spend £18 million on a striker, that's our new record signing for a start. So then the, the, the areas that do need replacing, such as wingers, right-back, centre-back, for example, are then going to be neglected because we spent £18 million. So then we'll have five strikers and only two right-backs and three wingers. So again, I'd say no for now. But if it were a little bit less... 10, for example, then yeah, I'd do it and then and then invest in other areas. Um, but I put it out to the people on Facebook and Twitter um, and you responded in your droves. Thomas Durkin said he'd be better than Woods uh, and younger than the rest of the strikers. signings need to happen. Um, so then Jonathan George, responds, yeah, Jonathan George oh. just responds to Wood, uh, uh, just says Wood, sorry. Sam Taylor just says Wood. Uh, and Lee Glover, this is what I, this is sort of like how I would have responded to that if someone said it on the podcast. He says, better than Wood, question mark. How many goals are you expecting our strikers to score exactly in the Premier League? 14 goals is very good. He might move to the Premier League and not cut it. Who knows? Oh, we've seen it. We've seen it in Brighton. We've seen it at other players. They've done it. They pipped us to the post with more power and it never actually paid off. And it's yeah. Chris Wood without an S. 
It is Crystal Bavanas. Uh, Dean Crowder, Crowder says 100% will think he will go elsewhere. Rupert Boo says, if we can afford 18 million, would we be better offering that to Forrest for Matty Cash? Uh, Dave Algreve simply just says, yeah. Hudson Parsons says we should buy him immediately. Ashley Stott says, 18 million is affordable for us, but we don't need a striker. Right midfield, um, central midfield and centre-back are far more important than that. That's exactly what we just said. I probably wouldn't necessarily agree with centre midfield because obviously we've got Brownell now, but maybe maybe a, another person. I've had a few people leaving, um, obviously, to play back up. But again, it's whether you can whether you can get someone to play back up. Uh, Jordan Brown says, wouldn't say he's much better than Wood. I, I, I don't think he's better than Wood, to be honest. Uh, and J-Rod. Um, Alfie Claw says, after, yesterday, after yesterday's performance, definitely not for me. That's a bit harsh, to be fair, because obviously he's had a good season, just a few... It's the same with Brentford. They had a good season, but a few dodgy performances towards the end. Uh, they just bottled it. Um, an interesting and controversial one from Tom Feeley. Now, before I read out the uh, responses to Tom Feeley, I'll just get the, the, the tab up so I can see your response to this. I'll get it back because I forgot. Uh, Tom, <laughs> Tom Feeley says, instead of Ashley Barnes, 100%. He's frowning. For those listening on the podcast, Simon is frowning. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I could, you know what? No, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go in hard on him. I'm, I'm more pissed off at the people that would say he's better than Wood. Yeah, I, uh, he's, better, he's not better than Wood. Wood is our yeah. best striker. It is that simple. Is it the fact the goals prove it for the last three seasons? They just, they just prove it. Um, I think if I were going to replace anybody personally, I'd replace Vidra. I don't want to replace Vidra, by the way. I'm just saying it if I had to. Um, yeah. But Barnes wouldn't be too far behind him. But I think a lot of people, obviously, they're emotional about Barnes because obviously he's the shit yeah. out and he's been here for so long. So I think when you take that out of it, he's, he's not as good as he used to be. We have a very similar striker in Wood who's, who's just better. So yeah, I, I don't. Nec- I'm not going to go in. I'm the same as you. I think I think the people saying um, he's better than Wood are the more um, controversial than people who are saying he's better than Barnes. Uh, a few people are just saying Barnes is out. <laughs> Uh, Reese Jolly says Ashley Barnes is our best player. He's better than Wood because Wood is shit. We'll leave that one there. Um, obviously, I, I'm pretty certain a lot of these people don't listen to the podcast um, because they'd understand that Wood isn't uh, Wood isn't shit. He is easily the best striker that we have. Um, and uh, and then uh, Josh Taggart and Kian Lopriste, uh, they go in. Uh, they go in a little bit. He says Barnes is not our best player and Wood is shit. Uh, but Reese Jolly says, well, he can be sometimes. Uh, so Josh says he's our best striker for fuck's sake. And then Reese Jolly quotes, Nah, sorry, but Barnes is my opinion. So there you go. People arguing. I'd love on. to know the demographic of these people's answers. So for example, the ones that say Wood, how old are these? How old is this demographic? I think I a bit. People who don't, people who, it's not just an age thing, I think. I, I, yes, the younger people are more likely to say what is shit. Um, but I think people, I don't want, I don't want to say you don't understand football if you think Wood's crap because I don't well, like we're it. We're not that age, you're that but, age. Oh, you don't know football. We want you, you need to understand how t- how teams play, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. number one, Woods has outscored Barnes since he's been here, since he's both been at the club, so that just shows that he is better. And he's played for a, a good country a lot. Admittedly, Ashley Barnes is English, so he struggles to get in the English side. But he had the, he had the chance to get in, in the Austrian side, but, you know, things there and stuff. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Something to do with a passport issue. But then I think Barnes decided he, you know, he might have preferred to play for England and stuff. I'm not sure. But what, what I'm saying is Wood has got the experience on the inter, international level as well. He's outscored Barnes. I love Ashley Barnes, but I think people need to, need to stop saying that Wood is shit. Because let's be honest, he just isn't. Oh, yeah, he's baffling, but people baffle me. 
many a time a comment, and I'm sure I baffle people in my comments. It's just opinion sport. That is that, and that's why we have a podcast, because people like to discuss opinions. But as mentioned, if you do want to chat about some of the stuff we spoke about earlier, um, the question on which uh, position you'd rather do, please go over to the Pitch Spot app now. You'll see my beautiful cool question. Face. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. What position uh, would you rather do? Which, which one position would you? You know what I meant. Which don't answer that question on pitch spot, by the way. Someone writes doggy on there and I'll be fuming. 100% Robbie or Jared is going to do it. You know? um, which position, would you, position would, you would you rather strengthen at Burnley Football Club? That is now available, or it should be available uh, by the time you're listening to this on the pitch spot app. I haven't sent the question in yet, but I will be doing it after this podcast, probably after my tea, to be honest. Um, but that's pretty much it in terms of Burnley content because we don't have much else. Um, just quickly chat about the playoff final last night. Did you get a chance to watch it? Or... I did. Uh, I only watched the second half onwards, I'm afraid, because uh, I forgot it was on. Because when it's you, just... you know what? I, I, imagine, remember the build-up around our know, playoff final? And, and Obviously, you're going to be more transfixed on your own playoff final. Of course you are. But even last year's and the years before that and the years before that, you just... You know it's on, and it is the media. It is every. It's, you know what? It's the same with Liverpool winning the league, and it's the same with Leeds getting promoted. If them two things had happened in a normal oh, yeah. season, we would have had to emigrate because it had just been absolutely everywhere. Leeds fans, Liverpool fans, all smug as fuck. Would have, it'd have been well on. I work in Leeds, for God's sake. I've not seen anything about it. There's not. You, honestly, there'd be yellow and blue and white ticker tape all over the city in a normal year, but. It's, I'm the same though. I, I watched the second half. I listened to the first half driving into work, but I did forget about it. I just got in the car and Talksport were on. I'm like, oh yeah, playoff final. Who did you want to win? Who did I want to win? I wanted Brentford to win. I wanted Brentford simply um, because I know they're the finished bottom. Yeah, that, and I think it's also a similar story to the Burnley one in it. I think no one would have wanted us to come up that year. No. That we did, yeah, and they don't want us there now. We're here. <laughs> Premier League deserves clubs like Leeds, not Burnley for fuck's sake. <laughs> I remember reading that comment many a time when we got promoted. Well, you uh, know what? But... I've seen a few um, people recently, um, because there's um, a few pictures doing the rounds of like the Premier. League. I put one on Turfcast actually. Uh, the Premier League lineup is now complete, and obviously you've got Man United in there, Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham, Villa now, Leeds now. West Ham, you know, a lot of big clubs. And then just plonked in the middle, you've got Burnley and Brighton and a few people going, oh, for fuck's sake, this would be a class Premier League if you could replace Burnley with Forest and Brighton with, I don't know, someone else. And it's just, yeah. what do you expect? I, I, I don't, I'm not going to say it goes far as saying it annoys me, but it used to, it doesn't anymore. Probably because I'm used to it. And I like the fact that, that we pitch people off just by existing, basically. We don't have to do anything and people are rattled. We just exist. But what do you expect, like, if if you want the Premier League to just have the biggest clubs in it, then get rid of relegation. Just invite Forest into it, kick Burnley and Brighton out of it. But then it will be shit. It will not be as competitive. Like me and you, I don't want to slag the MLS off, but me and you like the MLS. But it's yeah. nowhere near as as competitive as the Premier League, and it never will no, because be. Because if you're because, not fighting for the playoffs, exactly. the season's over. Exactly, and it's the season's over, and you, you can't get relegated. You just you're not asked. You're not going to, it's not that fighting going to be there and stuff. So, having clubs like Burnley and Brighton in, in the Premier League, who, by the way, especially us, have a lot of young English players and up and coming English players and, and good English players, we do good for the national team as well. Like, what are you whinging for? Fucks me off. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Because, apologies, it's, it's probably going to be around half an hour much now because we don't have much to talk about at the minute. Um, I think we'll do another one next week. I know you said earlier on the form we'll do a bi-weekly one, but this is episode 49. So what my plan is... To... <laughs> now, CD. 
Yeah, what my plan is for the podcast now is to do another one next week, same time on Thursday, as usual, get to episode 50, then we're going to go into our summer break. Now, I'm not saying we're not going to be doing anything. I'm going to get the sombrero for next week. Because because we are, but we're not going to do the weekly podcast every Thursday. However, if some massive breaking news happens, like we sell Torque, like Dice Leaves, like we sell Pope, like we bring somebody in, we will then do like a, a live reaction piece on the old YouTubes and stuff like that. And then and then we'll, we'll break it news. We'll have breaking news. Exactly like that. We'll just do sort of like a reaction piece. So Turfcast will be out next week on Thursday as usual. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, if you want to keep up to date with everything that we're doing over the summer break um, by doing the live feeds and things like that, just follow us on social media. They're all at the bottom of your screen now if you are watching on um, YouTube. If not, um, they are Turfcast Podcast on Twitter, Turfcast Podcast on Facebook, Turfcast Podcast on Instagram. And I'm on YouTube. You guessed it, Turfcast Podcast. Uh, but thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Um, just maybe not so much after that. Bye. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.